following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Good afternoon, everyone. It is a great day. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. I am live here at the Voice America studio in Phoenix, Arizona. I do love coming here. This studio is so fancy. And it's definitely an honor to have my guest here with me today, Dr. Furman. He has many years of clinical expertise. And today's episode is all about fast food genocide. Tune in to hear all about how processed food is killing us. We'll talk about Dr. Joel Furman's book, Fast Food Genocide. Also, how fast food affects our health, intelligence, and so much more. And I have two websites, uh, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I do offer hair analysis and consulting packages to balance body chemistry naturally. I also am a health and wellness speaker, and my speaking website is kristenharperspeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. And I just recently did a speech at Arizona Pinners Conference in Scottsdale, Arizona. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of my show, please send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at kristenharperspeaks.com. Your business will get a lot of exposure because Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. And... Also, I just wanted to mention that actor Gordon Frazier will be coming on my show December 18th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. He came on my show back in March to talk about the importance of mindfulness, and he'll be back on in December. I'm super excited. I really like him, and he is going to help me to cover my top 10 episodes for 2018. And actually, what his episode is in my top 10 list presently. So let me go over Dr. Joel Furman's bio. Love his expertise. Dr. Joel Furman, MD, board certified family physician, six time New York Times bestselling author, and internationally recognized expert on nutrition and natural healing who specializes in preventing and reversing disease through nutritional methods. He is the president of the Nutritional Research Foundation and on the faculty of Northern Arizona University Health Sciences Division. Dr. Furman 
coined the term nutritarian to describe a nutrient-dense eating style designed to prevent cancer, slow aging, and extend lifespan. For over 25 years, Dr. Furman has shown that it is possible to achieve sustainable weight loss and reverse heart disease, diabetes, and many other illnesses using smart nutrition. In his medical practice and through his books and television specials, he continues to bring this life-saving message to hundreds of thousands of people around the world. And he's been featured on TED, Huffington Post, PBS, The Dr. Oz Show, Today, and more. It is an honor to have Dr. Furman on my show. Welcome. Hi, great to be here. Yes, I'm um, very excited to have you on, Dr. Furman. And I just uh, recently uh, watched one of your uh, speeches, and I was uh, really impressed and um, also, I just uh, wanted to mention that because uh, in your bio, it states that uh, you're on the faculty with Northern Arizona University. And, and when I read that, I got really excited. But I actually went to uh, school at Northern Arizona University many years ago. Oh, wow. That's so neat. I have a, I have a research office there, and I have a great PhDs and, and scientists who do some we're doing some incredible research projects right there in Flagstaff at NAU. That is amazing. And I'm curious, where are you located? Like, where's your practice? Well, my coastal, I have, a, I have a, my regular practice where I'm originally from is in Flemington, New Jersey. And I have an eat-to-live retreat in San, out north of San Diego with people with food addictions, obesity, and heart disease. You know, serious um, food-induced illnesses can stay there for know, one to three months to try to get to recover their health and to lose weight and to get rid of their food addiction. So I have, and so I have a bi-coastal practice in that the people for long-term stays come to the nice climate in San Diego. The people are coming in for a couple of months and the people who are just coming in for a, for a visit, you know, come to my staff in the East Coast usually. Wonderful. And I'm just curious because you've been a physician for a really long time. You have a lot of um, expertise and I'm just curious, like, years ago, like, what made you decide that you wanted to uh, become a physician? You know, interestingly, I was on the world figure skating team. I was a competitor. I was actually third in the world in pairs figure skating in 1976 wow. with my sister. And, and through our skating career in my, you know, late teens, early 20s, I was using nutrition for stamina and, you know, and, and for just, the, you know, when you're into, you don't want to get sick, you're training all the time, you're looking for any advantage. And when I left the, the amateur world of Olympic skating, you know, of that career, I still had a huge love for it. And I was in my, I, at that point, I was thinking of going in my family's shoe business, but I had this passion for nutrition. And I was started to go, you know, think about going back to medical school, even though I had graduated from college already to become a doctor specializing in nutrition because I recognized then that the, you know, that was going to be a very powerful niche because most of the diseases that plague Americans like heart attacks and strokes and dementia are caused by what people are putting in their mouth and people, we, we evolved this idea that doctors and drugs are answer instead of taking away the cause and eating healthy, which is a hundred times more therapeutically effective 
to reverse psoriasis and get rid of heart disease and get recover from diabetes and prevent prevent disease. So I, I, I recognized back then in my early 20s that this was going to be the future. And then I just took, you know, scrapped everything, went full hog into going back to the postgraduate pre-med program at Columbia. And so I can go back to medical school with a specific intent of being a, a, a physician that specializes in nutritional medicine. Good for you. And I just bet it's so rewarding for you to be able to make a difference in the world and to help people. I bet it feels really oh, good. Oh, you know, it, when you watch people get well and make complete recoveries from what, when they're suffering, it's like it's the biggest thrill in your life. It's better than winning the Olympics. Right. And, you know, and I, and I have to say I'm so grateful, um, you know, for the tremendous reward I've had for having affected so many millions of people across America through my television shows on PBS. I never thought I, you know, whoever thought I'd have you know, best-selling books and best-viewed and best, you know, viewed radio, best-viewed television show on PBS and have had so many th- hundreds of thousands of people tell me I've changed their lives. I mean, it's, it's just a dream come true for me, you know, as far as being able to reach so many people and improve their health. So I'm really tremendously grateful for the opportunities I've had. That's amazing. And I just want to thank you for what you've done um, to help people and also to get this information out about the problems with fast food. You have this book, Fast Food Genocide. And, you know, I just feel I'm so glad that you are bringing this information out because it truly needs to get out to the world. I mean, there's so many sick individuals and fast food is a problem. And so... I would like to uh, find out from you, you could just uh, talk more in detail about why fast food and, and you know, processed food are destructive influences on our society. Right. You know, and I, you know, I think a lot of people recognize that, you know, that these processed foods and fast foods and junk food and candy and ice cream and, you know, and cake and cookies and donuts and breakfast bars and some soda. And I think people recognize that there's a link between obesity and heart disease and even cancer with those foods. But I don't think they make the link between eating those foods and mental illness and even mm-hmm. loss of intelligence and dementia and depression and, and you know, and, and aggression and violence and criminal behavior and drug abuse and drug addiction. That's beyond their, you know, that's, that's beyond what they've learned. And what I'm saying now, the evidence is accumulating, almost irrefutable at this point. A hundred years ago, we had one in a hundred Americans were mentally ill, and now it's one in five. And right now, the link between a combination of fried food and processed carbohydrates also are so destructive to the human mind. We're using, like, for example, we have um, people who live in what we call these vulnerable food deserts where people are eating mostly convenience store and fast foods have 10 times the heart attack risk, seven times the risk of early life stroke. There's so many more obese diabetics in those areas where there are years of potential life loss. That's YPLL, determined by scientists, is now approaching 45 years of life, of life loss compared to areas where they have better food access. So we're talking here about... Um, you know, even something so simple that eating white flour or fried foods can be so detrimental that people think, oh, well, you know, you have Americans are eating like 30, 40 servings a week. But what about just have moderately? You just have, you know, one or two servings of French fries a week. Well, 
even one serving a week of French fries in a commercial fast food establishment because it's fried in oil that's been heated over and over again with a hundred times the level of aldehydes and rancidity from the cooking of the oil. One serving a week increases the risk of breast cancer by 26%. Two servings a week of a fast food or commercial baked goods like a donut or a cookie or a croissant increasing the risk of developing major depression by 51% and the regular use of fast food linked, you know, that means regular use means daily use, links to lowering of your intelligence, but also causing, even people don't become depressed, causing dysthymia, which means that you have some degree of reduced, um, you know, reduced level of happiness, lowering level of creativity, worsening of job performance and enthusiasm and, and thought about your future. You live for the moment and you live to supply your stimulus to your effective food and it turns you into a food addict. These foods are tremendously addicting. And when you're an addict, the rest of your life doesn't matter that much. What matters is fueling your addiction becomes the overriding force in your life more than being a good neighbor, a good parent, a good father, a good, you know, a good humanitarian person, you know, who wants to do good for other people. It becomes the overriding, even, even good productive at your art or your job or your work, it gets over, you know, um, becomes second actually meeting your addictive and these so we can talk about what makes these foods so addicting but the point is is that people have no idea how the food climate in america is so destructive to people's lives today putting young people in nursing homes now you know having strokes taking away the potential of people's future and then and causing anger violence and drug addiction and i should say that the link between candy consumption and sweets and a heavily use of sweets in childhood and later life criminal activity and drug and, and illegal drug use is more solid today in the scientific literature than the link between lack of parents, poor parenting, social isolation, being raised in poverty or in an orphanage. The highest um, relationship here, and you know, you could say causation. You know, is, you know, um, what, what's, what do they say that um, correlation doesn't make the causation, but the evidence is becoming overwhelming here because it's not just one disease; it's a host of these dangerous diseases taking the life the um, productive life in the future from the whole segments of our population who don't have access to adequate food and the rest of us are falling behind with the most overweight population with 100 million people being obese in America today and only 2.7% of Americans are healthy meaning the normal weight because they are because they either eat healthfully or exercise the rest of the normal weight people which is about 11 or 12 percent are normal weight in America the rest of those are a normal weight because they smoke cigarettes they're alcoholics they use drug or have some medical condition keeping them slimmer. So it's very, very, very few of us are a normal weight in America because we're healthy. Yes, uh, fast food is uh, so problematic, and I'm so glad we're uh, covering this topic today. And what we need to do is go to a short break right now. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. And today's episode is Fast Food Genocide with Dr. Joel Furman. Please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. And I'm live here at the Voice America studio. And today's episode is Fast Food Genocide with Dr. Joel Furman. And uh, before the break, we were discussing the problems with fast food, including fast food does affect health in a negative way and other problems, including intelligence. And Dr. Furman talked about mental health as well. So, Dr. Furman, why are foods so addictive? Well, that's a really good question. There's numerous reasons why. Um, one reason is if you're eating a lot of, let's say, vegetables and beans and, you know, natural, colorful plants, your body was, is flooded with antioxidants and phytochemicals, which keeps the level of inflammation, reactive oxygen species and other toxins low because those antioxidants and phytonutrients help rid the body of the buildup of metabolic waste products. When we eat a, when we eat a diet of largely of processed foods with a low level of, of vegetables, we don't get enough antioxidants and phytochemicals, and we build up more toxic metabolites. Just like snorting cocaine or smoking cigarettes, when you put in toxins into your body, you feel worse when you stop smoking 
or stop snorting cocaine. And the body's trying to remove those toxins. And when people are coming off, when they, in between meals, like they eat a, they eat a meal, they eat fries or something in a, in a Coke or some ice cream or whatever they're eating. And then when they finish digesting two or three hours later, they start to get what's called as withdrawal depression, withdrawal fatigue, withdrawal anxiety. They actually go to withdrawal as the body detoxifies. It tries to repair the damage from that low-nutrient, highly toxic meal. So we're talking about the lower the nutritional quality of your diet, the more you build up toxic metabolites like aldehydes, ammonia, uric acid, but also what's called advanced glycation end products and free radical species that build up. And as you eat things cooked in oil, you know, the oils or heated oils become rancid and the foods themselves have synthetic chemicals and colorings and flavoring devices. Even the foods themselves have exogenous waste products in them, rather than not even the fact that, they don't, that they're um, producing some unsavory products in the body too. So what I'm saying right now is during the digestive cycle, when you're busy digesting food, your body can't repair and remove waste products as well as it can when you're in the non-feeding state. So it's when digestion ceases that people start to feel shaky and uncomfortable, and that induces them to eat again when they're not really hungry, and it forces them to be on, it forces them to have to consume more calories than the body requires just to feel okay, and then they have to become overweight or obese and get sick. You know, when you, so what I'm saying is diets of all description don't work because people can't willy-nilly cut back on calories because they feel too ill. They have to focus on nutritional quality in order to be able to comfortably eat less calories without feeling sick. And that's one of the reasons why the food's addicting, driving you to eat over calories. But the other reason is it has to do with the rate of speed at which the calories into the bloodstream. Like when you have a high glycemic carbohydrate like white flour, sugar, or honey, or maple syrup, or even white rice, those calories flood the bloodstream as glucose within the first five to 10 minutes after eating the calories. When you eat a bean, let's say, or a, or a vegetable, let's say a bean, those carbohydrate calories flood the bloodstream at one or two calories a minute, not 30 or 40 calories a minute. It's what I'm saying right now is these processed foods enable calories to come into the bloodstream so rapidly that the heavy influx of calories into the bloodstream stimulates dopamine in the brain, which is what op opiates and cocaine stimulates. And you, over time, you become dopamine insensitive and you crave more stimulation, larger portions, more sweets. And even when that's not enough for you, you crave alcohol, drugs, opiates, and more of the sources of stimulation. In other words, it makes you dependent on stimulation because these calories are coming in so rapidly. So it's, it's a little bit complicated. There's a lot of factors involved. But what I'm saying right now is, yes, food and these processed foods are the major addictive substance in America and the most deadly addictive substance because the major causes of more people are killed by food addiction than are killed by illegal drug addiction and legal drug addiction, every other type of addiction combined, because we have a nation where most people are overweight in this country today, the vast majority of people. And I know the government says 70% of people are overweight or obese, but I'm saying that's just because they use a demarcation BMI of 25 is the line between normal and obese with all long-lived societies, all blue zones where they have more centenarians, where they live much longer, and they're eating more, you know, unrefined, simple plants, you know, where all these populations live a long time are all populations whose BMI is below 23, not below 25. And we use 23, which is a better, um, you know, 
better indicator of being a normal weight. Then we have 88% of Americans are overweight. And the 9% that are not overweight are mostly sick people who are alcoholics or drug users or people who are depressed or people who are smoke cigarettes or people who are alcoholics or people who have a cold cancers or digestive disorders or some of these other medical reasons keeping them thin. So it, it's so the thin people in America, the normal weight people, you have a problem too because if they didn't have a problem, they'd become overweight. It's just demonstrating how completely unnatural, even harmful and deadly our American style of eating is. And I'm saying right now that nobody has to have heart attacks and strokes and dementia. We can win the war on cancer right now. We have the information. We've landed the man on the moon. We know how to do it. It's just people don't like the answer. The answer is vegetables, but they're looking for a magic pill. They're looking for some magic which they can smoke three packs of cigarettes a day and not get lung cancer. And it's just, that's, that's a fairy tale. You know, if we want to live a long life and become, you know, 95 to 105 years old in great health, you have to eat healthy foods. There's no other way around it. Yes, uh, we must eat healthy. I don't even believe in moderation all where like occasionally eat something that you shouldn't. I believe you should completely avoid any unhealthy food, including these, you know, processed foods. And we should be eating a bunch of uh, vegetables. And uh, so you talked a lot about the problems with fast food, uh, when it comes to affecting health in a negative way, um, you talked about intelligence. Uh, would you be able to talk more in detail about violence, like maybe give an example or uh, more information from your book? Yeah, I mean, I, it's really it, right. I mean, you know, the weirdest thing is nobody's talking about this. You know, it's yeah, like, it's true. Um, we see violence across America rising in proportion to the increase in mental illness over the last you know, the last 20 years across, you know, in America. And nobody's putting, they think like it's coming in a vacuum and nobody relates nutrition to anything nowadays. You know, so it, it's so important because, you know, if we go back 150 years or more, if we go back even to the Civil War, we found that the 3M diet, the diet where there was niacin deficient after the Civil War, nobody knew that these people were getting, getting skin rashes, rednecks, violence, homicidal, suicidal behavior, cream promoting violence. Nobody realized that pellagra was a nutritional disease caused by niacin deficiency back then. They thought it was due to genetics, just people being genetically inferior. So even at, it wasn't until like the early 1920s when the U.S. government and scientists finally recognized that pellagra was due to niacin deficiency and these people were becoming crazy who could be stopped when people gave good nutrition. It's happening all over again today. You know, we have populations being raised on diets that are so low in nutrition, and, it's, it's, and, you know, and now we're blaming it on people's genetics. And it's a form of bigotry because, you know, we're putting, it's like we, after the Jim Crow laws and the violence in the South drove a lot of um, black Americans, newly freed blacks, into the inner cities in the northern cities, and then they had lack of access to food. It's almost seemed like, oh, they don't have as been more disease, they have more prostate cancer, more, less um, lifespan benefits, more strokes not doing as well economically, not doing as well. And all those things have nothing to do with skin color. We see the same results when we take Caucasian populations and we put them in those areas of Caucasian populations with low access to produce, not with the food, what we call food desert areas. In other words, we're all genetically much more similar than we ever thought. That's what scientists taught us today. And the biggest factors affecting our intelligence, our propensity for violence, our ability to do well and economically and our shortened lifespans and our, and our, you know, and our ability to maintain a, a level of happiness. 
is all about the food we put in our body, but doesn't people don't really see that we, are, are, we not only are what we eat, but the way we think is based on what we eat and what we ate. Even our mental processes are tremendously affected by the foods we put in our mouth, and we've still done those studies with children who did poorly in school. We've shown better school performance. We've done studies on feeding people in prisons healthier to have them have less recidivism and do better and perform better when they're released from prison. We've done studies, we've done all types of studies, and I reviewed this in the book, Fast for Genocide, to show that whether we go back in history or whether we look at modern studies on people who aren't doing well or whether we look at children who have more intelligence than others, when any way we look at it, we find that food is the most powerful modulator of how a person's happiness and economic success in life. And I'm just uh, so happy that you came out with this book because the information uh, needs to get out. And it's, you know, you talked about um, these foods that, you know, why they're ad- addicting. And, you know, I, I do feel that there's, uh, you know, people that do understand that fast food is bad for them. They know it, but there's people that continue to eat uh, processed foods are there other reasons why people eat fast food when they know it's bad for them besides that these foods are so addicting? Is there other reasons that you can come up with? Because it's like if you know that these foods will cause disease. Well, yes, of course, but it's not as simple as that. I mean, you know, you know it's, they're, they're, these are highly palatable and very pleasurable substances for people. And when you're addicted to something like that, it takes over part of your primitive brain, and the primitive brain works to maintain its addictive loves. So the point I'm making is that a smoker will come up with delusional thoughts as to why it's okay to keep smoking. But now it's even harder because, because with food, nobody's recognizing this as a dangerous addiction. Everybody's eating the same way, and you have to eat food. And people, you know, they, they'll, they'll look for delusional excuses why, it's, why they can't change. And there's there's a natural tendency to deny your own, your own addiction, especially when it comes to food. I'm saying right now that the majority of Americans are food addicted. They're living on white flour. They're using sweeteners. And we feed hot dogs. We're the only country in the world that will feed a World Health Organization class one carcinogen to our, to our school children. You know, you know, these things have heterocyclic amines and nitrosamino compounds and polyaromatic hydrocarbons and lipid peroxidases. The point I'm making is we have a very deadly how you should say, social, food, so, social food env- um, environment. We have such a dangerous food environment, and everybody's imbibing in it together. So you have to like almost have a very strong self-esteem to be able to go against everybody and, see, and recognize that what you're doing is, is bad when everybody else is doing it, committing suicide with food too. So it's a little more complicated than quitting drugs, alcohol, or cigarettes, because at least there, it's tough to do that too, but at least there... People recognize there's something wrong with it, and everybody's rooting for you. But with food addiction, and everybody's being so overweight and sickly, everybody else is an addict around you the same way, and, we're, and they're all sharing in their addictive behaviors, and it's like hard not to do it when everybody else is doing it and encouraging each other. You know, so it's difficult. You know, they just, it's too, they're too addicted. There's too much social forces pushing them to eat the way they're doing. So what I'm saying is, is that, you know, that's what I do as a career. I, I help give, remove those obstacles that people have to, to changing their behavior. Make it easy for them. Teach them, you know, how to get rid of their, these, their withdrawal symptoms and how, and how important it is not to, when you're looking to get rid of an addiction, 
you have to abstain for a long enough period of time because even dabbling in fried foods, even dabbling in sweets can, um, can like heighten your tendency to want to binge or to want to go back to your addictive ways again. And that's why I have like an, uh, like a drug addiction center, but it's like a, like a drug, like a people, like a people go away for months to get rid of their drug addictions. Well, I have, I have people with place where people go away to get rid of their food addiction. Because because so, the people that want to get rid of their diabetes and heart disease, they know they want to lose the weight. When I can get to a person and teach them emotionally, retrain their taste buds over time, show them emotionally how these how the, the addictive these addictive behaviors and thoughts lessen with time. When you're away from the addictive substances, how the smell and taste buds can come back and improve. For more, more natural foods can become more pleasurable, and they can actually. Have, lose their addictive desire for those foods and see them as disgusting and, 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 revel, and thrill in the, with getting their brain function back and having the fog lift. And uh, it's just so exciting to transform these people, not just physically, but mentally as well, to see the mental and emotional transformation that occurs when you free people from their fast food addiction. And, of course, you know, I'm not saying it's so easy for people. You know, this is, you know, it is, but I'm saying that it's doable and there's so many people out there that have suffered enough and so many people out there in, in, in vulnerable places in their lives and they know in the back of their mind that they're, they're in bad shape because of the food they're eating and they know they have to change. They just need some help to do it. And we give people like this the right information, the right help. So many of them can succeed. Yes, and um, earlier you brought up um, binge eating and uh, to be honest with you, like years ago, I used to eat junk food and I used to binge on food and I couldn't stop and this went on for years. I actually had an eating disorder nine years and I was actually able to overcome it just through meditation. Just start doing meditation every day and then within three years I was able to um, overcome that addiction and now I eat completely healthy like I haven't had sugar and processed foods in many years. Like Wow, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, and it makes you different, but you gotta have you gotta have a lot of self esteem. But you know, I think that a lot of people are fed up already. You know, I say I, I give my lectures and I say to people, How many here have been shot by a bullet or stabbed by a knife? And like one person raises their hand. And so how many people have a you know, a family member? How many people have a family member who has cancer, a heart attack or a stroke and everybody raises their hand? And I said, You know, yes, you gotta get out of that neighborhood. You know, modern nutritional science has made these advances. So we have the answer not to have heart disease and strokes and dementia today, and we can win the war on cancer right now. We have the advance, we have this advanced knowledge. It's in the scientific literature. We've published on it. It's scientific, you know, but people, it's not filtering down to the masses because they're still getting bombarded with the, with the um, you know, commercial message of food, fast food, eating for, you know, the, we have this kind of like restaurant, fast food, processed foods, you know, mentality. But I think when people are listening to this show, they're going to be thinking to themselves, you know, well, you know, we, I'm sure you could be healthier if you ate healthier and live longer and prevent disease, but, but uh, maybe I'd just rather die younger and enjoy my life more, eating whatever I feel like eating. And you see, they don't understand that their taste buds have been hijacked and they're not enjoying their food more and they're not getting more pleasure in life. They're actually getting less pleasure in life. But, but it's the way we've ingrained people in our social process in America to make people think that even if it's harmful, they're enjoying their life, they're living their life to the fullest, they're getting what they're doing, what they want to do, and they're not being told what they should do. There's no you know, big brother over their back telling them they can't smoke or they can't eat sweets or junk food or eat fried foods when they want their french fries, whatever it is they want. But the point I'm making right now is that 
it's, it's just not true. You get more pleasure from eating when you emotionally know what's good for you, when you learn the recipes, when you allow your taste buds to get stronger, and you, and you, and you know that you're, and, and then you're satisfied and you lose the fear in life and you can really enjoy your golden years and, and have a, a really much more pleasurable life. Okay, this is very good information. And right now we need to go to another short break. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. Please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon. And my guest is Dr. Furman. And today's episode is all about fast food genocide. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now. To showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event, visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at kristenharperspeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at kristenharperspeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. 
we are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. I'm live here at the Voice America studio in Phoenix, Arizona, and today's episode is all about fast food genocide with Dr. Joel Furman. And we've been talking about the problems with fast food. And uh, so, uh, Dr. Furman, I've had health and wellness experts on my show, doctors, researchers, um, actors, influencers, uh, celebrities. I've had amazing guests on my show. And uh, recently, I had a kickboxing champion on my show, and we were talking about... um, you know, cancer in children. And I just wanted to uh, get your feedback on this because uh, cancer.org, this is at their website, that this is for 2018, uh, 10,590 children in the United States under the age of 15 will be diagnosed with cancer. And it says here also that childhood cancer rates have been rising slightly for the past few decades. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? And uh, because the rates have been rising, do you feel that uh, part of the reason is because of fast food, processed foods? Absolutely. You know, don't forget that the eggs that live in your body are there since, your, since you were in your mother's womb. They were formed when your hair and nails were formed when your mother was pregnant with you. And so your child's eggs live with you your whole life and are exposed to potential damage from your poor food choices or your chemical exposures. What I'm saying to you right now is that there are a lot of reasons why, but when you eat badly and you eat unhealthily, you're not just damaging your own health. If you're, if you're going to have a baby... And even if you haven't conceived the child yet, you're potentially damaging that child who's yet to be born or even conceived. And this idea, you know, the one idea is that there's a drug for everything that ails us, and all drugs are toxic, or not all, but the vast majority of drugs are toxins or have carcinogenic potential. But we, this, this concept in America, we take a pill for everything. And so when you get to the real answers, and when you get to the, bio, the dietary design with the biological needs of, of other, you know, of a human species, you wouldn't have any of these diseases. You wouldn't have childhood cancers. We wouldn't have autism. We wouldn't have all these problems are the result of just, um, you know, nutritional folly. Yes, uh, diet is so important, and especially our vegetables. And uh, Dr. Uh, Furman, we're at the end of the show. Uh, where can my listeners get your book? Well, you know, they can get it anywhere. Books are sold, Amazon. But, you know, my personal website is obviously drfurman.com, D-R-F-U-H-R-M-A-N.com. And, you know, I give people, you know, I've written many books, and I give people the, you know, the knowledge base for to, to remove the obstacles so they can make these changes and get rid of their addictions as, in as painless way as possible because it's not just about what to eat. It's also the psychological and emotional needs they have to help them get rid to, to get them to be able to eat healthily, comfortably. Okay. And I just really enjoyed the conversation with you today. You are intelligent. You are well-respected. And I truly appreciate what you're doing to help people around the world and this book. This book is truly needed. So thank you so much. Thank you. 
And thank you so much. And good luck to you and, of course, to all your listeners. Best of health for the upcoming year. Okay, thank you so much. And listeners, I would love to hear from you. So uh, please uh, send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. I would love to hear from you, get your comments, any questions you may have, and let me know what you would like to hear in the future, what health and wellness topics. And I've had amazing guests on my show, and my show is every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And make sure you're eating healthy, living a healthy lifestyle, uh, doing your meditation, Uh, taking supplements and so much more. And I wish all of you a wonderful week and many blessings. Thank you for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper, can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.